look around at this great city of ours, what do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. Good evening, everybody. This is Mr. Murfreesboro, Bill Wilson. Thank you for tuning in to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show here on WGNS 1450 AM and 101.9 FM Talk Radio. Uh, Lady Kay's on her way up here, uh, my co-host. I'm excited about the show tonight because we're going to be interviewing a friend of mine who was a coach who coached my um williams baseball team i guess it's been 15 years ago or so but hey lady k how you doing i want first to say happy mother's day to all the mothers out there my mother my sister my sister-in-laws uh peggy thomas mayor's mom uh katie roni kyle's uh wife and i'm sure i'm leaving people out but uh Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. Lady K, glad you can make it. Me too. I got my mama's shirt on. I pulled all the kids off and came in. And and I want to thank Lady K for putting this together. You're 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 actually uh I'm gonna let you, you wanna introduce Scott? Scott his name's Scott Newberg, by the way. Hello, Mr. Scott Newberg. Hi. I don't nice think we've officially met. But there's, yeah. There's his bio. We got a cool bio and I don't know. I just, with everything going on in the news lately, I just thought it would be a great um, opportunity to have some of our questions answered. Have you kind of calmed some of our, our mama fears? That's right. <laughs> Daddy fears. Well, Scott is, Newberg is a security specialist. He's the current head of security for Providence Christian Academy, which you have, you, don't have you have some kids go there? there. I yeah. sure do. I sure do. Over there. Um, Head of Safety for Christian Life Church and the owner of Safe Haven Security Solutions. His company is a threat risk assessment company that helps to develop safety plans and does training in workplace, church, and school to end school violence. 23 years of law enforcement, uh, 22 years with the Murfreesboro Police Department, 17 years with the SWAT team sniper team leader and 14 years as an active shooter response instructor sounds like you uh kind of know what you're talking about uh, i hope so after welcome to the time. show scott <laughs> thank you thank you and uh again what year was it that you were the coach it was it so was it would have been 10 years ago because it would have been connor and williams 11 and 12 year old baseball so it was about 10 years ago I'm trying to think which team it was the Red Sox or we're not here to talk baseball. Yeah. We're here to talk security. With we can what, always talk. Yeah, about we baseball. can talk baseball. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, so what? What's been going on, man? You know, taking this new opportunity at Providence, uh, I started there in October. I left the police department at the end of September and started at Providence in October, and just really digging in and and trying to do everything I can to make sure those kids are safe every day. And you know, those are all my kids now. Um, I'm I'm there every day trying to build relationships and and make sure I can do everything to make them safe. Amen. You but, can you can sense their 
that they know you're there yes. and they got a, I'm sure they have a calm influence now. Uh, they do. The joke now is that I am uh, the lower school principal, Mrs. Lukasik, that I am Mrs. Lukasik's bodyguard. <laughs> that is the joke in school. That's how I'm known now. Um, if you talk to anybody in school, I'm Mrs. Lukasik's bodyguard. And that's, she's the, uh, the grammar school, the grammar school, school principal. Yes. yes. You know, I just did some research on Rutherford County. I don't know if this includes uh, private schools and county schools, but there's close to 50,000 students across the in Rutherford County. What, how do you protect 50,000 students, man? How do you, you do that? Tell you know, us. We're very fortunate. Uh, between the private schools here in the city, Rutherford County Schools and Murfreesboro City Schools, each of them having an SRO division that's covering those schools, having that presence in the school every day, you know, that really helps out. And it's about building those schools to be safe uh, safe havens for for these kids to be and allowing yourself to build barriers between the bad guys so that they can come in and learn and focus on learning and having fun and being kids mm -hmm. and we take care of all the other stuff wow. what's um what's funny to me in watching my kids grow up my oldest is 18 and the youngest is two and just watching them as they're growing up dealing with this and as as a parent, you have to take a step back and not put your own feelings into it because right. on one hand, I want to I want to, you know, be so worried about, oh my gosh, they're talking about violence all the time at school and it's second nature and oh my goodness, but that's their world. Right. And we this is not something that we had to grow up with and they I don't want to say they don't mind. I'm not saying that, right. but they are conditioned differently for that they're cognitive they're yeah of what's going on it's around a, you know it's just a different skill set so you know doing research on school shootings and things like that throughout the years doing all these trainings you know everyone kind of associates columbine as the event that changed everything started you know yeah. with that, we live in a post columbine world that really mm -hmm. changed things but by no means was columbine the first school shooting that ever happened you know the earliest one that i can find was july 26 1764 uh, four people went in a school in Pennsylvania and shot 10 children and a schoolmaster. Wow. So hundreds of years these events have been happening. The difference in the post-Columbine world is when Columbine happened, the media beat some responders to the scene. Social media. And we yeah. had that live streaming into our living rooms that forced us to have a different reaction at that point. Mm -hmm. And that changed the dynamics of the actor shooter situation because now we're live streaming it now we're getting them the glory the the fame that they're looking for yeah. right. because we're we're sending it into everybody's homes you know I, I joke when i was in school i remember being in elementary school you know you'd get in a fight with somebody you'd go out to the playground you'd fight it out and you were best friends afterwards right and it's just not that way in the post columbine world right. we have a whole nother set of dynamics we have to worry about mm -hmm. it's like instant yes we know about whenever it happens and it could be columbine it could be somewhere around halfway around the world i mean instant knowing about it you know yeah. what i mean yeah so where are you from so i'm originally from western new york i was going um, I, I, yeah. I hear a little dialect <laughs> there, there are several Is that words that I say. no i'm more from the rochester syracuse area uh actually, the Angeman. yes actually grew up uh, right on Lake Ontario, beautiful country up there. Um, but I tell everybody all the time I'm from the country part of New York. You know, we had one stoplight in my town. There's two now. Two. Wow. Uh, so I mean, it, they're they're developing now. There's up. They're up to two. So would you rather? Okay, growing up there and growing up, would you rather be here or would you rather be up there? 
Um, I'm just I'm just curious. There are things I miss about that up there. I miss the small city sometimes. Sauerkraut. What do you miss? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I miss the uh, king salmon fishing on Lake Ontario. Oh man, that's wow. what I miss. Um, I miss being out there on the boat in the summer times and and having a good time, uh, working a charter business with my brother. I, I miss those. We got priests, man. Uh, yeah, but you can't catch a king salmon. We got Todd's Lake here on Broad Street. I know. Yeah, Stones just, River has some good fish. Yeah, Stones River's dry half uh, the time. But no, Murfreesboro is my home now, and I love it here. And you know, I, I mean, I dedicated 22 years of my life here, and uh, I just I'd rather be here. You, so you were a city police officer for 22 years, yes. and you made it, what, to lieutenant? I mean, where, where uh, I what? was a sergeant when I left. I was a sergeant on midnight shift. Um, I was a senior sergeant, and I was getting ready to be moved back over the SRO division um, as the Providence job came up. And I told you this, he looks just like a younger <laughs> Bubba Woodfin. Oh, man. And I Look at him. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> look, he does. Uh, I've had a lot of people text me looking – forward to the show and people i mean when we, we posted it a lot of people were chiming in and liking it and all that so sounds like you have a following man um do you I, have a following i've made a lot Are of relationships through Inspector the years Gadget? of the police department a <laughs> uh, lot a lot of good relationships you know a lot of police officers i've worked with through the years a lot of businesses i've worked with throughout the years and um, as we were talking about earlier i've probably done over a thousand classes in the 14 years I was teaching this stuff. So I mm. got to know a lot of people. Right. Mm -hmm. And did you teach, where all did you teach? Did you teach out of the county or? Um, I have. I've uh, done several classes outside of the city limits. Even when I was with the police department, I, I, I helped out a couple different police departments across the state. Um, I've done a lot of things with city schools. I've done some things with uh, local businesses, um, Middle Tennessee Electric. I did some classes for them and mm -hmm. churches. Uh, churches, um, a countless number of churches in the city I've worked with. So, how did you settle into this niche? You know, uh, it's funny. As I was growing in my career and trying to figure out which way I wanted to go, the thought in the back of my mind has always been: my wife is a school teacher. I have three kids that were going to that have gone to her school um, at Black Fox. At one time or another and I've watched them grow up and you know I got to really thinking about the security plans one day and I'm like let me look into this the best I can mm -hmm. well at the time I started really getting into this side of it was around 2008 2009 and we realized that our safety plans really hadn't been updated since Columbine happened once Columbine happened everybody updated everything they did new response mm -hmm. plans and it was great for what we knew at the time but as the time went on, other things happened, other events happened. Well, here we are in 2009 and we're still using the same things that are, we learned in 2000 and 2001. So I went to Chief Christman at the time and I said, you know, I'm really interested in this. I wanna take some classes and I'd like to develop, help develop the new safety plans. So we started working on that and over a couple years we developed the new safety plans. And then of course, tragically, Sandy Hook happened. Mm -hmm. And once Sandy Hook happened, we are like, okay, it's time we need to start moving on this now mm -hmm. so once we had that all developed and everything was ready to go and we had uh, city schools was on board and the police department was on board um, I took two and a half weeks and I spent a day in each school and I taught the class six or seven times a day uh, per grade level so I would teach it each, each class 
uh, throughout the day on the teacher special area period. So I'd meet with first, second, third throughout the day for wow. for two and a half weeks to get all of the city school teachers done. So are you? So this was teacher training or student training? This was teacher training. Okay. Yeah, that that's who's most important to know these safety plans. Right. You know, uh, we all know kids are gonna. You can tell them what to do. Yeah. The best thing to tell them to do is just listen, <laughs> listen to the adults. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. But we we taught all the teachers. We taught all the staff. We taught bus drivers. We taught central office staff. And then we started moving on from there. And we did our private schools uh, we worked with all four private schools within the city uh, to make sure their safety plans were updated mm-hmm. and and we did the best we could to make sure they had coverage and so and you started it basically kind of sort of i mean I, I, you were there I, in the beginning i was there on the beginning of this part i won't say i started it um, but you were instrumental yeah. yes yeah I, I did a lot of work and i did a lot of research through the years and really just this has always piqued my interest and developing safety plans and teaching safety plans is just something I love to do mm-hmm. um, and that's when we started teaching churches and we started teaching other workplaces right and, and you know I've worked with the hospitals here in town I've worked with other places it, it's just anything I can do to help people be safer is what I've just been trying to do through my career mm-hmm. so where how do you start doing that I mean when you go into a because you and I were talking earlier you said you probably have been in 500 whether it's schools or businesses and since you've been there none of them have come under attack no so, so the the way i commit what i'll do is i'll come in and i walk around with someone on the staff someone that can show me all the areas where where everything is where sometimes normal people don't get to see and what we start to do is look for vulnerabilities i want to look for things that in a bad guy's mind he's going to want to look for. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking to try to find those vulnerabilities. And what I actually do is once we, we develop what we were looking at and we start to address those, you'll actually get a written report back with recommendations and a a statement of, you know, this is what we found. This is our recommendation, how to fix it. And if it's equipment, we'll recommend the equipment. If it's just procedures, we'll, we'll do that as well. Okay. We're going to get into this more. Uh, We're going to take a break. You've been listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. We'll be back in three minutes. At Lawyers Land and Title, we are a full-service title company committed to making real estate transactions go smoothly. We provide residential and commercial real estate services and have a team of on-site lawyers available to provide legal services. Let us help make your next real estate transaction stress-free. Visit us at lltitle.com or call us at 962-8971. Lawyers Land and Title, located at 5 North Walnut Street. Old Stone Fort Golf Course is the place for you to get away for the day to play golf. Located right next to the beautiful Duck River and only five minutes from I-24. Whether you're a beginner or avid golfer, Old Stone Fort Golf Course is ideal for you. Golf carts are available and there is a golf shop. You can play nine holes for $9 and kids 12 and under play for free. They are located at 1017 Country Club Lane in Manchester, Tennessee. You can call for a tee time at 931-954-0366. You can also follow Old Stone Fort Golf Course on Facebook. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. 
curve them, crack them, or bend them, we can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Are you looking for some of the best food on wheels in Rutherford County? Look no further than Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen. Our website, grumpsandbonzos.com, has all the information you need to check out our amazing menu and schedule. We're owned by Randy Barrett and Todd Bond, two locals who are passionate about good food. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for updates, offers, and more. Come try our delectable dishes and enjoy flavor like never before. Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen. Amazing food on the go. Rhonda McQuarrie with Primus Mortgage has been in the mortgage business for over 30 years. A multi-year Ruthie award-winning mortgage loan officer and a proud member of the MTSU 1989 graduating class. Specializing in all kinds of mortgage products and taking pride in going the extra mile. Personally, taking great care with her customers. Call 615-419-9193. That's 615-419-9193 or check out her website, loansbyronda.com. Rhonda McQuarrie, Primus Mortgage, NMLS 628407. Welcome back. You've been listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with your host, Lady K. Hey, uh, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, I've noticed you. Uh, you got a new T-shirt on. That's a that's a nice. mama, mama, mama me, mama, mama, mama me. What what was that show? It's the cartoon. It's like an adult cartoon, and it's got the little oh gosh, the little baby that talks. It's an adult humor show. But oh Stewie, Stewie, yeah. and there's an family guy. Yeah. Yes, now where he's like mom, 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 mama. I, I'm mama, Timmy. I'm mama. Timmy. So Mark says that's what the kids do to me all day long. So South Park is a fun. You ever watch South Park? It's awful, man. I'm I'm Timmy. Timmy. Okay, we're here (laughs) with security specialist Scott Newberg, who's a trove of information uh, dealing with security and all sorts of businesses, schools, and we were just touching on. uh, what does it take to secure school? Because we could sit here and debate: was it gun control? Is it mental illness? And you could probably, you could probably make a uh, statement on all of them, but the truth is, the schools. When I was a kid growing up, we did. Uh, the dove hunters had shotguns in the back of their window, and at three mm-hmm. thirty, we all went dove hunting. You might have seen a pocket knife, but nobody carried guns, and there wasn't really any drugs in school. Maybe some pot, so but there was not really any drugs in school. Um, but we want our kids not to go to school they're there to learn not to worry about somebody blasting through and shooting up the place right mm-hmm. elaborate on that so you know i can remember growing up as well and i was a hunter i remember carrying my shotgun in the back of my car to go deer hunting in the morning and Tough end guy. up at school yeah I, I love that growing up um but you know as things developed through the years and and like i said earlier in this post columbine world that we live in the way things have changed and glorified what is happening in these school shootings and these mass attacks and they're glorifying it in the media and they're glorified in social media and it's it just draws that mental illness 
attention to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think this is more of a mental illness problem. And until we start to address mental illness in some way, and by no means do I have the answer on it, because if I did, I'd be trying to sell that all day long. Sure. Right. But there, there has got to be something done to address mental illness. I don't believe it's gun control. I don't, uh, you know, we were talking earlier and I said, you know, that there's drugs have been illegal for years and years and years, but there's still drugs everywhere. It'd be the same way with guns. You're going to, if you Gun bad guys are still going to find bad a way. guys are still going to find a way um and the black market gun market that's out there you can get them people get in vehicles broken into guns stolen out of cars that's where a lot of this is coming from the um, ar-15s they're uh it's these bazookas they're carrying around now yeah. i mean what, what you know uh we had a 410 shotgun that was pretty powerful yeah yeah gun, but now it's like the barrett i mean which is made here the 50 cal right which will go through a tank yeah and yeah. uh, some people will argue that's that's a killing. It's it's made for war warfare, but I am all in favor of the Second Amendment. I believe in that, but I think it's more. I will have to agree with you on the mental illness thing. It takes somebody to pull the trigger. Yeah, but I th and you say that the the Barrett's made for warfare, but as someone who spent fourteen. Uh, 17 years on a SWAT team, you know, 15 of that was on the sniper side of things. The Barrett's made for long range shooting. Yeah, you know, it really is. You know, and there's there's nothing like taking a thousand yard shot and hearing that steel ting on the other end when you Ding. when you've made that shot. You know, that's that's pretty exciting for someone to do that that loves that kind of shooting. Right. But uh, you know, again, gun control isn't the answer. It's about making our schools and our businesses and our churches as hard of a target as we can, and still being able to function, and mental illness. Right. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be normal, but it's becoming normal. Oh yeah. Of uh, every day, there's a shooting just like. What happened in Nashville several months ago at the Covenant uh, Church School or the school, yeah. and now they're talking about releasing that manifesto. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? You know, I don't believe it's a good idea. Um, Stir I up stuff. I, I think it's gonna it'll create more chaos than it than it'll help and glorify. It glorifies again. it even more. Um, you know, and I used to joke at this, and it was pretty much true that every time you have a shooting, you can always count on at least two or three copycats within a few months. And it's usually someone that has seen something that has caused them to believe, hey, this person's got the attention they want. They were glorified for what they were doing. My turn. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to avoid. So I, I don't think it's a good idea to just widely release. But I think it should be given to law enforcement mm -hmm. and and let let us learn from that. You know, let, let people learn from these things as to what's going on. Well, yeah. there was another place she was going to. It was Opry Mills was the yeah. other place. I thought it was another school, but it was Opry Mills was the second place. Yeah. But she, the persons didn't go there because of security. Security. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like solving the entire issue is a secondary layer. Like, yeah, we're going to have to figure out gun control and mental illness. But right now, we got to secure the schools. Right. I mean, right. absolutely. First thing. First, yeah, yeah, first thing. What was so impressive to me about... Um, uh, Covenant is that right? Yeah, Covenant. Yeah. Um, when I watched those videos of those teachers, it looked like a training to yes. me. They almost looked calm, and God knows they were not. Right. But they were duh, 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 had all their ducks in a row, all of their stuff together, and I was like, man, I mean, that's wow. Yeah, they had actually just recently been through active shooter training at the school. And I actually know the, the gentleman that taught them. He does a great job. We teach a lot of the same stuff. Right. Um, but he does a great job teaching. And, and, you know, they took it to heart. They followed what they were told. They learned their response. Educate. And you could see it from those videos that mm -hmm. they knew their plan. 
they knew what they were supposed to do and they did it and they did it and you know it, it as tragic as the covenant school is and this is the hard way to look thing look at things especially in my line of work is you know we lost six people that day right and that is a tragedy but because of safety plans we only lost six people that mm-hmm. day. That could have been so much worse right. if no one had trained them, yeah. if they hadn't taken steps to learn what they needed to do and get those kids on board and get everything done the way they did, we could have been looking at a much worse event. And what about those police officers on that team? That's amazing. I, That's I mean, amazing. Yeah. They went like, down, shut it down, just like they, yes. mean, they were shooting from the second floor. I mean, whoever she, yeah, she was, yeah. She was, yeah. Yeah, that her it looks on the video and I, of course I was not there but it looks on the videos that her attention was divided and she was actually shooting at responders that were still getting there <laughs> and they were able to come in behind her mm-hmm. while um, she was shooting yeah yeah and that's you know watching those videos it's it's refreshing to me as someone who's been teaching active shooter to police and in businesses since 2009 to see someone responding to in that manner actually. and see that they did exactly what they were trained to do in the way it was it meant mm-hmm. to be used and mm-hmm. man it was ama- it was awesome do you think yeah. it's going to come down to having a uh, fence around the schools with the you know like a prison basically yeah. I, you know i hope not i hope not but i'll tell you you know i have uh, fences are a double-edged sword to me you know fences keep people out but they also keep, keep people, people in, in. You've got to be careful about what you're doing. You've got to, you can't just put up a fence around a school. You have to look at your landscape of your school. You have to look at all the environment around the building. And those are the things when you do a threat assessment, those are the things you're looking at is, you know, if I put up a fence, how do people get off the property? You quickly know, and qu- how do we quickly get away? Yeah. You know, right. how do we, if we have to evacuate, how do we evacuate if there's a fence, if we have to do other things, you know, you've got to be cognizant of everything going on and making sure that every aspect is looked at. So what about, um, what are you picking up on when you're working with these teachers about the possibility of teachers uh, having guns? And We talked about that We did early. talk about this earlier. So the best way that I can say this is, is there are teachers that I would not have a problem mm-hmm. with them carrying a firearm in schools. But when it comes down to it is, it's training. Mm-hmm. It's training. You can't take an eight-hour handgun class and say, hey, I'm trained. Right. You know, and I tell people when, when I teach church classes, it's the same thing. If you're going to carry a handgun, you need to invest in your own training mm-hmm. because that eight-hour class is not enough for you to be competent with a handgun. Yeah. And it's a par- shooting is a perishable skill. If you don't use it, you lose it. And there's got to be training involved. And there, there's so many other things you have to worry about. It's, you know, storage of the firearm. Yeah. You know, somebody else gets a hold of it. Yeah, you know? My wife is a school teacher. She is a smaller statured woman. I would not want someone to try to take a gun away from her because if someone overpowered her and took it away from her, they could use it they against could her. have a gun. Yeah. Use it against her. So there's there's a lot of aspects yeah, there. Yeah, I know. A lot know. of discussion. I'm, I just, I'll, I'll tell you right now, when I was in school, I wouldn't want any of the teachers <laughs> to have a gun because I wouldn't be sitting here today. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, <laughs> that's i mean think about it we yeah. talked about this earlier yeah if a teacher or whoever's got a gun in school and they've had a bad day the old lady didn't take the trash out or their old man didn't take the trash out and they didn't take their medicine next thing you know yeah well yeah then you're it, dealing back you're dealing with the teacher. Yeah. i wonder if you could i'm just spitballing here but i wonder if you could do some sort of a safe system or an automatic unlock in the case of an emergency where there were certain firearms stored in undisclosed locations for those that wanted and right. had the training. So we've talked about that a lot through the years. Um, I've talked about that with school districts and teachers and principals. And, you know, at the end of the day, I would rather spend my money on more 
physical daily Secure, stuff yeah, that I would worrying about buying electronic safes. Right, and, right, right. And then right. again, it comes back to training. Who's going to say who's going to who's going to pay for that? Where's that funding come from? You yeah. know, firearms training's not cheap. Maybe that's up to the county commission, the school board. Maybe there's going to be a budget to where that's part of it. Are y'all listening? Huh? <laughs> Claire, Claire, Maxwell, are you listening? Austin Maxwell, are you listening? Um, seriously, I mean, the most prized position is our children. Yeah. And why there's not a cost. I mean, you'll, you'll do anything for your children, Absolutely. for students. Absolutely. Um, but what we have to remember, too, is that they're there to get educated. Mm-hmm. And that costs money. You know, yeah. we've got to make sure that we're we're good stewards of our money and making mm-hmm. sure that we're being fiscally responsible and making sure that we're doing everything we can. Like I said, if we can make the building a hardest target as we can, I think that's more important than ever worrying about trying to arm more people. Um, I love the governor's idea of having someone armed in every school. Um, I love that. Um, but again, it comes back to funding and training. And we already have SRO officers in Rutherford County. It started in Will. I thought it started here, but it actually started in Wilson County. I think I might be wrong, but uh, SRO sure. officers. Yeah, I know. I think Rutherford County was the first county to have in every school within maybe the in every school. Yeah, and they do a phenomenal job. I know most all of them, and they they do a great job. They're more than police officers. They're like counselors. Yeah. They're, they're friends. They're I mentors. Mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was over uh, the SRO division with city schools, you know, we, we brought in a new character program at the schools. We were teaching different aspects of character each day and mm-hmm. learning and, and just being with the kids. And, you know, that's the big thing. And, and the, you know, I probably shouldn't tell this on the air, but the best story I heard was I had a guy that went into a school. Uh, it was a he, heavy teacher was uh, females. The, the majority of the school was female teachers. Right. So he went in as this male presence, and he's like, you know, the first week of school, they were all giving me the finger. He's like, by the end of school, I was getting high fives. It was great. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's what we're talking about. Those are those relationships that we're trying to build. That's what we're Protect trying to Protect and serve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Lady Kay, what do you think? What do you... What? Well, I'm just... I'm excited. I'm excited about... Um, the future i'm excited about all of these things in place and as dreadful as it is with each one that happens you know people pay more and more attention they get the attention but i guess speaking about attention how do you get that glory aspect out of it i mean you can't tell people not to live stream you can't you know we need the police officers wearing the cams of course you can't not do that um I don't know. I mean, how do you... I don't think you ever will. Um, As long as the media is interested in it and, you know, as long as they're willing to put it... You know, look, when Covenant happened, it was the first story on the news every day for two weeks. Yeah. And there's no way to avoid it. Yeah. You know, it's always going to be there. You're always going to have people that are are tuning in to find out about it, to figure out what worked, what didn't, what's their plan going to be. And it could be the next future shooter out there. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, developing safety plans, knowing your safety plans, knowing your, your vulnerabilities within your building, knowing how you're going to take care of things and, and respond when certain things happen. It's so important. Know the system. Know the system. It's you, so important. And the routine. Yeah, I, I, I just can't imagine growing up today. Like yeah. you said, you have a fist fight, and next thing you know, you, yeah. you're but they again. do. It's so strange to me because I can't fathom it because I didn't have that growing up. But like my son, it, he's 11 and 
he it, I'm not going to say he doesn't worry about it, but he feels so empowered, like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do, and yeah. this is what we're going to do, and yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's <laughs> okay. a shame that our kids have to think Bravado. about those things. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I know. Yeah. He might be hiding in the corner, though, when yeah. it really <laughs> happened, but, man, right now he's not, he's, you know, not well, worried about it. Well, uh, Governor Lee has called him into session for August 21st or so. But some people are saying, and I, I'm not going to make this political, but his Mrs. Lay and uh, Senator Shane Reeves is going to be our guest next week, so I may ask him this. But anyway, <laughs> when this happened, she, she knew that the the principal, yeah, the headmistress. And I can hear, I can just see Miss Lee punching old Bill <laughs> like, "You've got to do something, honey. Yeah. You got," and that's part of it. Is it's a human thing. It's not a Republican or a de- Democrat. And people say, "Well, it's NRA." Yeah, I mean they're. They're pretty powerful. But the fact is, we're talking about human life. Right. And uh, I think something's got to be done to make it harder for somebody to get a bazooka or to get whatever it is yeah. that's made to kill. I, I think they're definitely, you know, and we talked earlier and I said I, I hated the term like red flag laws. I hate that term. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's any legal gun owner out there that would be opposed to having some form of mental health check. You know, I don't I don't think there's any out there that are going to be upset about stuff like that. But to me, that's a double edged sword, because then you're going to thwart people from getting mental help that they need. Like, heck, no, I don't want to go to the psychiatrist because they might take away my gun. Or I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point. It's a I mean, it's it's a conundrum. There's a there's (laughs) there's HIPAA laws. Yes. Right. Which, you know, if you've got to. It's a double-edged sword is what it mm-hmm. is. It really is. It really is. But the best thing Governor has done recently is, you know, he's opening up more money for private schools. Um, you know, the Covenant School is a private school. Providence is a private school. There, uh, There's now going to be school safety money out there to help us harden those targets. Oh, that's great. And make it a little more difficult for people to get in and, and do bad things. Mm-hmm. Um question so our buddy dennis farrier that we had in here about a month ago two yeah. months ago are you familiar with you him? Know dennis, okay. Oh, yeah. okay i think this was a replay if i'm remembering this right right after covenant and they had his little blurb his little segment on the bulletproof glass yes and it was a whole entire segment but i, I do think it was from a couple years ago um, but they were trying to bring it back and say how important this bulletproof glass is. I can only imagine how expensive. Tornado shelters of, in the classes would be good. Well, yeah, that too. Um, the, the, the bullet-resistant laminate isn't as expensive as you would think it would be. Really? Yeah, and there's there's several companies here in town that do it. Um, I have one that I recommend to folks, but uh, it's not as expensive as you, it used to be. You know, mm-hmm. years ago I looked at it for one school, and I was trying to do just – you know, a cafeteria window panel and a front entrance, and it was close to $70,000. <sighs> and it's not even close to that now. Good. So, and it's it's out there. It's a good product. But remember, it is not bulletproof. Yeah. It will not stop a bullet You can forever. still get through. I mean. Well, you won't get through it. You'll poke a hole in it. If you shoot it in the same spot several times, you're going to poke a hole in it, but you won't get a person through it. Yeah. And that's what's important. Yeah. And maybe keep, give you a little more time to know time, they're trying yes. to get in. Wow. And that would be in all the windows is what? And the or door, just, I guess just the, the doors, doors too. Because so, isn't that how she got in? Was shot she, she shot the yeah. front door, side door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She shot it in. Yeah. So that's a good thing. I mean, that's a good product that's out there. And, and it's definitely something for, for people to think about. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I'm thinking the tornado shelter that you stand up in, kids can run in there. It's like that automatic button you have. Like yeah. if you go to you hit that button, nobody can come in. You know, it's to me. But there, with that happening, it's used for tornadoes and shooters. I mean, it could be used for two different. But the problem is, even with that, cost. well, not even that. Even with a tornado shelter in the room, people are going to figure it out, and they're going to work a way around it. You and, think and so? I do. I do. Because every time you make a security improvement worldwide, something else happens because people take the time to figure it out. And that's why knowing your safety plans, having a great safety plan, and making sure you're reviewing your safety plan. How often do you think, how often do you recommend it? How, how often do you do a revamp of the safety plan? So uh, I was asked this question the other day, and my answer about re- reviewing safety plans is you do it every day. You, you, you have every day you're walking around, your building changes, your school population changes, your mm-hmm. staff changes. Everything changes. Everything changes every day. So you've got to be looking at your school as its own little city every day. And you're patrolling to make sure that everything is good inside there. So you're constantly reviewing to make sure what works and what doesn't. I would have a formal safety review at least once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, in all your, schools, yeah. Well, or, in, or in your businesses. businesses and churches. Yeah. You know, I, and, and I recommend that at churches. When I, when I do a church training, I'll tell them, you know, we'll come back a year from now. We'll look at your congregation. We'll look at your building. We'll mm-hmm. look what's changed. It's what growing. Yeah. yeah. And we'll make sure that we are still in line with the safety plans that we have for the congregation that you have. Wow. So we were at that breakfast the other day. Yeah. And the mayor was talking about how, you know, it's hard to hire police officers. Yes. Getting more and more difficult every day. People still want to be firemen, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> or get trained officer. here and then go to another camp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, and he was talking about ra- that eventually we're going to have to raise the bar on the pay scale for right. police officers and teachers alike right which, i mean we're, we're expecting a lot <laughs> we're expecting he a said lot. six figures so he I, did. I, I, the, the mayor mcfarland said that yeah. so, i mean six figures would go a long way because you think about police officers and i didn't mean to interrupt but first no, responders no. are there to save your life yeah and the teachers are there to educate which can be mental stability mm-hmm. i mean a lot of the students children may not have a mom and dad home maybe it's right. just a, one parent or maybe they live with the aunt and uncle but it's to improve life yeah so that quality of life that the teachers provide is very important and they don't get paid enough the no. teachers no. don't get paid enough but uh these basketball players make you know yeah but I, I mean i love my celtics and stuff but yeah um <laughs> they should get paid according to their how tough the job is and are you going to lose your life today let's do that and then contribution to society yes yeah so it wouldn't and the police officers have gotten a a rough go of it um it's and you'll say this is true or not scott you've been a a police officer there's good police officers and there's bad police officers (laughs) right good cop bad cop Yeah, so I just like humans are good there's good people there's yeah. bad people absolutely and just with a badge you have a little more power yes right yes and some people get a little 
power hungry with that badge. Look, I'm a tough guy, yada, yada. I would, people have said, well, when I was a kid, they picked on me. Now I've got this badge. You ever heard that? Oh, I've seen that. First yeah. Yeah. The police. And I hope nobody's sitting here in the parking lot and they're going to give me a ticket or beat me up when I come out. But Hiram Lester was, it was old school. If somebody had been drinking, whatever, he would, they would follow you home or they wouldn't. It was just common sense law. Yeah. I'm going to call you your house, Bill. And if you're not there in 15 minutes, I'm going to come find you. Yeah. I saw the police world change entirely. You know, I started in August of 99. And when I left in September of last year, I saw the police world change just a complete 180 into just something that wasn't recognizable. There were days. And it's just like, it's, that's why it's hard to get good people because they don't want to deal with it. Well, what about training? Do you think police, the police force needs more training? You know, I, I don't know what more training they could get because I'll be honest, it, you know, each officer is required at least a 40-hour in-service every year. Mm-hmm. And there's so many state-mandated classes that we're not getting the day-to-day things that they need, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I was talking to somebody at the police department the other day, and they're starting to bring back actual driving and emergency vehicle operations class and we, I haven't done that since the police academy. Hmm. And that's something we do every day. But there's so many mandated things by the state now. There's just not enough time. Um, you, you take officers off the streets for weeks at a time. And we can't do that, you know, especially here in Murfreesboro. We're talking about regulations, aren't we? Yeah. A lot of government regulations. Red yeah. yeah, red tape. I, I went to the Citizens Academy with the Sheriff's Department. Great, great job. And I went through the city. Lady K, you need to do this. Yeah. Amy didn't did a she did a great job. Um, I went on a few of the rides, man. <laughs> yeah, and I can remember with the sheriff's department. I can remember going from zero to 120 like that, and I was like begging the guy, "Please stop, <laughs> put let me out of here." You know, six foot four. I'm not ready, and I'm in the front seat too. No, I'm just kidding. It's a uh, they just have y'all have a dangerous they have a dangerous job that people don't realize they, the key to it is they want to go home to their family right absolutely that's it absolutely so okay so my husband was in the air force and when he talks about things sometimes i just i can't wrap my brain around it i'm like okay so you're sitting up at night you're guarding your fort you've got your gun you know your helmet's on i'm like are you sleeping yeah like how can you sleep he's like you mean you try it? yeah your body you just you doze off and i'm like but you're on edge like that how do Adrenaline. you but he said you get used to it like yeah. you start to function at a different level and i guess is that so in the it is it is and i'll tell you you know uh police officer that's been there any given time you know that we learn to sleep when we can we eat when we can we work out when we can and we have to have a different mindset than everyone mm-hmm. else um, because you never know what you're going to run into you could have an entire like I was on midnights for the last couple of years I was there and you could have a midnight shift where the radio didn't squawk one time or you could have a midnight shift where it was non-stop Just the whole boom, night, boom, boom, call boom. to call to call mm-hmm. so you have to be prepared for that mentally and realize that it's going to be something and it's exhausting it really is but you learn to, to function in it mm-hmm. well when i did it when i did it with, uh, on the sheriff's department within an hour's time i saw a dui arrest a burglary in progress and a horse barn burning down the, yeah. none of the horses were hurt but within an hour the three different things 
life-threatening. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, there's a thing called what, PTSD, and, and oh, I, I see yeah. why. Yeah, absolutely. I see why. You know, I, I had this conversation with somebody the other day. They were asking me, uh, a friend of mine's son has just started at the police department, and he's like, I got to go see my first dead body. I'm like, man, I remember everyone I've ever been to oh. in 23 years. Yeah. So your first one's great. You, there's many more to come. Just be ready for it. Mm. I couldn't do it. I, I'm not. I'd pass out just like blood. I, yeah, I couldn't do that. Is there and have there ever been? Well, I'm sure there have been times. Tell us about a time when <laughs> you, you know, kind of got that sick feeling in your stomach, like, oh, okay. or ever get scared. Here we go. Like this is. You know, we had a we had a, a on the SWAT team. We had a call out several years ago where we had a uh, a barricaded suicidal subject out of Main Street, and you know. That was the one that I was thinking, man, this is just going to end bad. And we were out there all night long. I think it started at 8.30 on a Sunday night. I think we got done at like 5.30 Monday morning. Mm. Uh, he shot out the back window at me and another officer. And it's like, okay, this one's going to end badly. And, you know, it didn't. It, we, we were able to talk them. Well, no, we ended up using uh, a little bit of gas. Uh, it deployed in the apartment. In, right. Wow. And we were able to subdue him and, and get him some help. Some help. Yeah. And, you know, he's. We, we've heard since, you know, he's a very active member of his church he's doing oh, very man. well that was his turning point it was and it was and that's those are the stories that people don't see uh, are stories like that you know and i've got hundreds of them but those those are the things that people don't see that that police officers are doing yeah that needs to be live streamed yeah that it does stuff needs to be all over social media we, I guess we're fixing to take a break. We've been talking to security specialist Scott Newberg. We'll be back in a few minutes. At Lawyers Land and Title, we are a full-service title company committed to making real estate transactions go smoothly. We provide residential and commercial real estate services and have a team of on-site lawyers available to provide legal services. Let us help make your next real estate transaction stress-free. Visit us at lltitle.com or call us at 962-8971. Lawyers Land and Title, located at 5 North Walnut Street. Old Stone Fort Golf Course is the place for you to get away for the day to play golf. Located right next to the beautiful Duck River and only five minutes from I-24. Whether you're a beginner or avid golfer, Old Stone Fort Golf Course is ideal for you. Golf carts are available and there is a golf shop. You can play nine holes for $9 and kids 12 and under play for free. They are located at 1017 Country Club Lane in Manchester, Tennessee. You can call for a tee time at 931-954-0366. You can also follow Old Stone Fort Golf Course on Facebook. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parts Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. 
curve them, crack them, or bend them, we can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Are you looking for some of the best food on wheels in Rutherford County? Look no further than Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen. Our website, grumpsandbonzos.com, has all the information you need to check out our amazing menus and schedule. We're owned by Randy Barrett and Todd Bond, two locals who are passionate about good food. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for updates, offers, and more. Come try our delectable dishes and enjoy flavor like never before. Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen, amazing food on the go. Rhonda McQuarrie with Primus Mortgage has been in the mortgage business for over 30 years. A multi-year Ruthie award-winning mortgage loan officer and a proud member of the MTSU 1989 graduating class. Specializing in all kinds of mortgage products and taking pride in going the extra mile. Personally, taking great care with her customers. Call 615-419-9193. That's 615-419-9193 or check out her website, loansbyronda.com. Rhonda McQuarrie, Primus Mortgage, NMLS 628407. Welcome back. You've been listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with Lady Kay and me, Bill Wilson, and our guest has been Scott Newberg, who's a specialist in security. It's been a great show, man. I know we we could talk for hours on this. And it, again, we've touched on the fact that uh, it's education, training, but when things happen, people know about w- whether it's true or not, and when the the media. Of course, they have a role to play to right. educate us and if something's going on, whatever, good, bad, or ugly or indifferent. But it's it's the way we get it and the way perception, way everybody perceives things are different, and then it's a, a mountain out of a molehill. I think – did I – say that right yeah that was a good recap well good all right so talking still talking about the sensationalism aspect do you get a lot of people pulling out their phones and recording you on stops or did you before you left them you know we did we had several uh, occasions where that would happen and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm all for it you know i was a big a big proponent of the the body cams i love the idea of i'm so glad they have about time yeah Yeah, i mean Mm -hmm. they got them after i left but i was so glad to see those yeah because you know 99 percent of the time the officer is going to do the right thing and they're going to have proof that they did the right thing and you know as a super i was a supervisor for 13 years and i can't tell you how many events that i had to look at that i would have been like if i could have had a close-up first-hand view this could have been solved immediately Mm -hmm. and i I love the body cams I, i think they're great yeah I wonder, do you think there needs to be a security czar for the city or the county? I mean, do you think there's going to be a, we've been talking about budget to where um, money set aside for government building. I don't, what's your thoughts on that? You know, I know like Rutherford County Schools has a couple people that are over there. Already have it. Uh, yeah. They already have theirs. And I, I know both of them. They do a great job. I, I talk to them pretty regularly. You know, I know city schools. I know the supervisors that are over it now. They're great. 
Um, I know uh, Mr. Barch, Don Barch, is going to be taking over safety for city schools in his new role out there. So, and, and I know him, and we talked recently, and I said, you know, if I can help, let me know. Um, but I think there is a big need for it. And I think as you see businesses grow, and I think as you see more businesses come to the area, you're going to need to have someone that's ver- well-versed in security. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every business, in my opinion, every business out there, whether it's a real estate office, a school, a church, whatever it is, they need some form of security committee and someone that's making those decisions on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, my company can come in, we can help you out, we'll set all that stuff up, but you still have to have somebody there every day that's making sure that, you know, people aren't leaving doors unlocked that don't need to be unlocked. Right. Um, are we leaving offices unsecured that don't need to be unsecured? You know, there's there's a lot of things on a daily basis that need to be done. And security people within these businesses and churches are so vital and so critical. Tell us the name of your company again. How do people get in touch with you? So the name of the company is Safe Haven Security Solutions. Um, our, our slogan is, we're, you know, we're protecting what matters most. We want, we want you to have that safe place, that understanding where you can go and, and and feel like you can learn or worship or work, whatever it is, and feel like you're secure there. Um, the easiest way, uh, phone number, uh, 615-556-4994. Uh, and if you want to email me, that's which is probably the easiest way to get in touch with me, uh, it is info at safehavensecuritysolutions.org. And we can put all that up yeah, on, we'll put it yeah, on the Facebook. page. Um, before we end, what for parents listening and just moving forward, what's the best advice? What should we be doing at home? What's something that you would like for us to do more of or less of? The, the biggest thing for parents, and in my opinion, is is just to be more involved. You know, I've seen it with myself. I've seen it with other parents. You know, our kids come home from a long day of school. We come home from a long day of work and it's you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to relax. I want to go do play your video game, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But we need to be more involved. And that's something that I've tried to work on recently because, you know, 23 years as an officer, there was a lot of times I wasn't home to see these things. Yeah. Um, but being involved in our kids' lives, making sure we understand what they're doing, what's going on, um, checking their social media. I mean, mm-hmm. until they move out of your house, there's no privacy allowed. Yeah. I mean, really. That's it, where it usually starts. Yeah. You've got to make sure what they're doing online. Um, the yeah. internet is a dangerous place it really is yeah they and they just don't know you know jackson you know genius he's so smart and he'll say something that he saw and i'm like honey no that's not what that means yeah. <laughs> no you know There's so many different apps for different things yes. and it's yeah, yeah. but this watch, is for great. Those, watch those warning signs yeah watch for yeah. those warning signs and this is we've only got a couple of minutes but have you ever had to use one of those little robot things to go in I know the Bearcat. Uh, I've ridden in that Bearcat. It's pretty yeah. cool. Like, not a bomb thing, but a, uh, what am I thinking about? The, a robotic thing where a human's not going to get shot at, but they send the robot in. Oh. Yeah, we've used the robot several times here. Yeah. I didn't it's even pretty, know it's pretty about awesome. that. Yeah. You can communicate through it. It's pretty cool. I, I, you got to drive it when you were at yeah. Citizens Police Academy. I was yeah. there that night. I yeah. <laughs> I drove it. That's right. I did drive it. Yeah. That's wild. And uh, there's a lot of technology that SWAT teams are using now. You know, I'm I'm not going to give a lot of that stuff away, but, you know, the, the technology with drones and robots is just so much more advanced now. It's amazing. That's great. Would you like to be the Rutherford County security czar? If, if it was if it was out here, we've got a budget and we want you. I mean, I know you've got a great thing going with the PCA, but 
Um, you know, it, it, it would be kind of cool, though. I, I think it'd be an interesting thing. Um, very happy at PCA right now. They keep asking me if I'm leaving. and I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. Um, but, you know, and, and this is what I, I kind of tell everybody. You know, I, I wasn't looking for a job when PCA came up. Um, and I'll be honest, it was a God thing. Right. And, Amen. you know, I, I had times in my life and my career where I didn't listen to what I thought God was telling me and things didn't turn out well. Mm-hmm. And uh, when this came up and this opportunity, I felt like this was God telling me, hey, this is where you're supposed to be. Uh, right so I jumped on it. And, you know, he's got a plan for me. If it's to be the Rutherford County Securities are, <laughs> say whatever. You heard it first here on the Mr. <laughs> Murfreesboro mean, Show, right? Anytime you can have the word czar in yeah. your title i don't really know I, how you turn that or, or rasputin <laughs> huh hey this has been a great show happy mother's day to all the mothers out there um you've been listening lady k thanks for being here next week we've got senator shane Reeves will be here um happy mother's day to my mom too yeah happy mother's day mom and all the moms out there but you've been listening to uh security specialist scott newberg who's the head of safety for christian life church and the owner of safe haven security solutions and also the province pca province christian academy this is mr murfreesboro go out and do something nice for somebody god bless you